Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Say what needs to be said, Mr. Pick 6 back with another episode. So week one has came and gone. Man, it was a bunch of surprises. It was full of surprises, some good things, some bad things. You know, it's exciting to see week one. You know, Monday night football was good. Sunday night, you know, it went how it went. But, you know, it's week one. We got that out the way. And now we got a little data. We got some data. We collected some data and we can see, you know, what we can expect from our teams, right? But the worst possible scenario has happened to the New York Jets, right? The worst possible scenario has happened. Nobody would have expected this to take place for the New York Jets, but it has happened and the time has came. One thing we don't like about our sport, football, one thing we don't like, and that's injuries. Injuries is the worst thing to our sport, the worst possible scenarios to our sport, right? This is the one thing that we don't like that makes the game suck. Getting injured. An injury can change the landscape in, the landscape of a game, your team, and, and, you know, the future of your team. So, you know, a big injury happened, and wow, that sucks. It sucks for the team. But here's the thing. We got Tom Brady, who has set the standards. He set the standards and showed people, you go to another team, you have a veteran-established quarterback who is a, a premier quarterback, and you could win a Super Bowl. You know, so those standards are set. So a lot of teams are out here chasing these Super Bowl and 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 trying to find themselves an established quarterback to go win these Super Bowl, i.e. the New York Jets, right? The Broncos. You know, you got a few teams that's trying to get these established quarterback to hurry up and win the Super Bowl. So it's kind of like cheating, cutting the corners a little bit, right? Everybody's not Brady. Everybody can't be a Brady. And you got to understand this football game is a grueling game. There's a lot of wear and tear on your body. And, and, and it's very impactful to wear and tear. So you can't just expect everything to be smooth, even though Tom Brady uh, did some miracle things. Just being healthy, playing at the age of, what, 43, 44, 45, and winning Super Bowls, you know, that, that's not, it's not easy. It seems easy, but it's not that easy. So Aaron Rodgers goes down with an injury and has everybody taken by surprise. It didn't even look like a significant injury, right? It looked like just, you know, a bang, bang play, hit and fall and get up. And then he was kind of limping. So, you know, now it finds out that he has a serious injury and they have to deal with this situation coming up, right? My question, though, is to the owners, to the NFL as a whole, to the NFL PA, to the powers to be. Why is it so hard to have natural grass all over the NFL, every stadium? What is it about? We've been crying and screaming for natural grass. Statistics show that more injuries happen on turf grass. You just get more freak injuries than you have ever seen, right? When we had natural grass back, you know, years ago, people weren't just getting these freak injuries. Yeah, you have freak injuries, but you see them more often than none now. Like, it's just... It's just crazy. So it, it got to come to me and to my mind is why aren't these changes being made when players are are asking for it? And only thing I could think is greed. You know, it saves a lot of money having turf grass and not having to replace the the, the other, the, the natural grass. So, you know, what? let's get turf grass and the players got to deal with it. And that's their mindset. And that's how they they're looking at things. And that sucks. And I wish we can get down to the bottom of it and and have that change. Right. Because, you know. That just took a lot out of the Jets. That took a lot out of the, the Jets fans. It took a lot out of just football because everybody was excited to see Aaron Rodgers play and what they was going to do with the defense, right? That was, you know what I mean? That was that was the, what the whole talk of the offseason was about. So, owners, you got to 
understand that. Take take heed of what we see, what you see, and what we're what we're expressing to you to you guys. I know it saves a lot of money, but you're making a whole whole hell of a lot of money. So why not make a change, right? But um, you know, the defense came in, they stepped it up and did what nobody thought they would be able to do, and still pulled off the victory. Nobody imagined Aaron Rodgers going down that early in the game, the first game in the first quarter, and your boy Zach Wilson got to come in and do what do whatever it takes to win. And he accomplished that. Along with the defense, obviously, just like last year, you're going to have to play good defense and kick, and kick a lot of field goals. And that's the motto, you know? We're going to get some field goals, and we're going to play good defense. And that's what they got to expect. They can't expect too much from Zach Wilson. Hopefully, he changes his ego and his mindset of how he portrayed himself and, you know, how they welcomed him, how they, the first impression, you know, that first impression is, is always the best impression. And he didn't give a good one. So, you know, that seemed like he got a, a changed mindset, but the sad thing that I seen from Zach Wilson, that, that, that I wasn't impressed from, it didn't seem like you got better from watching Aaron Rodgers. I didn't see a, a, a better quarterback, a, a more precise quarterback, a more efficient quarterback. I saw the same Zach Wilson, that everybody always seen. And, and, you know, that was kind of heartbreaking for me because I watched him in college and I was a fan of his talent and I liked the way he, he moved around through the ball and sideways and all those good things. And But it's not turning over to the NFL. And, you know, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if he's going to pan out as an NFL player or NFL quarterback. But I think they're going to still be competitive, you know. And what is the Bills the last in the division? Is it the Bills, then the Patriots? Huh? Like, Ah, that 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 that's crazy. If the Bills is gonna end up being the last in the division, that 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 should that that should not be happening. That's uncalled for for the Bills with all that talent. You know, a team that's been gelling together for all this all these years. Man, I know they have a high expectations, but that should that should not happen. Um, something something gotta happen. Something gotta transpire if that happens. But let's let's give a shout out to Jordan Whitehead. Jordan Whitehead, my my fellow fourth round brother. Came up with three interceptions to help. Definitely, what he did help lead his team to victory. One of the one of the key players in the game to help lead his game, lead his team to uh, victory. Three interceptions, and guess what? That's the most in his career, right? I think he'd been in the league, played for um, Tampa, I think two, four, five years, and now he's at the Jets. And the most he had in his career before then was two interceptions through a whole season. He got three interceptions in one game, a career high. Look at that. Look how things just happen for you sometimes. You know what I mean? Three interceptions in one game. If he doesn't play another game, he'll have more interceptions than he had in, ever in his career playing in the NFL. And that's crazy. In one game. But usually when it go like that, you get it so early, usually you end up with a lot of interceptions. And, and he played ball, man. He was, he was manning that, that deep third field, single safety. And when you threw it deep, he was coming to get that ball. He, he, you know, I'm sure he surprised himself. And, you know, it was a great feeling. He had no idea that was going to happen, but it happened. And the time is now. And you needed that. The Jets needed that to win because, you know, that was, you know, it was, it was tough. It was a tough game because your leader, your quarterback, the man of the hour, the man of the of the season went down. So defense had to step up like like you got it, like she's supposed to. You know what I mean? Dude was out there ball hawking. Now you got Josh Allen, man. Josh Allen, what is going on with Josh Allen? What is the deal with Josh Allen? He played such a miserable game. 
Josh Allen, what is going like? I think he's in his mind. He tries too hard. He wanna he wanna be the Superman of every every situation, and he she tries too hard. He wants to throw the deep ball. He's always forcing it deep. That's why J- Jordan Whitehead was able to get those interceptions because he's always trying to force the ball deep. And another thing that I don't that I see that I don't like out of Josh Allen is. He take too many big hits. And that's a part of him wanting to be the Superman. He want to create these extra yardage and plays to, to get the extra yardage. But he's he's taking a lot of big hits. I know he's a big guy, big, tough, strong guy. But, man, he's a lot of grown men hitting you. It's, it's three people hitting you every every play you decide to take a hit. How long can his body maintain that? How, can, how long can his body deal with that? You know, I think the coach... You know, and the officer coordinator, Coach Sean McDermott, the officer coordinator, they need to have a talk with him about that, let alone taking his and stop trying to force the ball. Why are we always trying to force the ball deep, right? That's that's what I think Josh Allen's kryptonite going to end up being. He he wants to force the ball deep all the time. Now, I have a problem with the Bills, Buffalo Bills. As I said before, um... I, I talked about them previously, me covering the teams and what I thought about them. I said before that the Bills is a descending team. They are trending downward. And why do I say that? Because, you know, it's it's like they're they're right here all the time. Never getting over the hump, never getting too low. So what happens when you're, you know what I mean? You can't really get over the hump. You're kind of a descending team. And and it showed, it showed last night, right? Josh Allen out there forcing the ball. Look, check this out. Josh. Coach Sean McDermott became the head coach of the Buffalo Bills in 2017. He drafted Josh Allen in 2018. And from there, you know, they've been a playoff team. Wild card. They lost the AFC championship in 2020 to, to the Chiefs. You know what I mean? Then they lose to the Chiefs the following year. There. And, you know, they keep making it to the playoffs. They make it to the AFC championship one time. But you got all the tools, all the talent. You got everything in place. You drafted your quarterback. You got Stephon Diggs out there. You have everything in place. So what does it take to get over this hump? I don't know. That's for the head coach to figure out because you have all the talent there, but it doesn't seem like you're going to, you're you're trending up. You're trending down. And in order for you to be successful in that division, you got to get it together. You got to get it together. So like I said, Coach McDermott, you drafted Josh Allen in 2017. Made it to the wild card. Yes, you're a playoff team. But after making it to the playoffs so many times, you're not satisfied with that. The fans, the media, they're not satisfied. We expect everybody expect everybody to be be better and get better, right? So now you're just making it to the playoffs. Now we got to make it to the AFC Championship again, or and the Super Bowl. You know that's what the expectations are for the Buffalo Bills, and that's what it should be. And, and you know, a funny point about the Bills. You know, I'm watching. You know, I'm watching, analyzing everything. And, and Stefan Diggs, and Stefan Diggs, right? He had all this drama going on in the offseason, you know, calling his quarterback out, blah, blah, this, blah, blah, that. Ain't nothing wrong with this. And, you know, he make, takes his little shots here and there. But, you know, one thing I, 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 I think I found out, I think I'm, think I'm seeing from Stefan Diggs, he, try, he thrives off drama. Stefan Diggs thrives off drama, in my opinion. He needs drama to have that chip on his shoulder. He used the drama to go out there and, and beast him and, and play his ball. And when he make that catch, he's going to sell you out. He's going to talk his junk because he thrives off drama. You know, uh, you know they say most officer players are prima donnas and, you know, Hollywood, all that good stuff. Yeah, that's that part of their swag and their confidence. But I think he's showing it. And if you read between the lines and, you know, do your homework, you'll see that 
that young man likes to thrive off drama and um, that keeps him going. And, you know, maybe it's not good for the team. Maybe they understand whatever, whatever it is. But I just wanted to bring that to y'all attention and pay attention. Every year, you might see something with Stefan Diggs, you know, talking or in some drama. And then it's going to go away. And then he's going to go out there and ball out and do his thing. Because that's what he, what he do, right? Now, should Sean, should Coach Sean McDermott job be on the hot seat? What you think? Y'all let me know. Coach Sean McDermott job on the hot seat. Like I say, it's a down trending team, descending team. I don't see any changes. I don't see where they can get better at. You know, when you have all the pieces to the puzzle in place, now it comes down to the coaching, the coaching staff to execute situational football, um, making the plays, putting all the players in the best position to win, um, overcoming adversity, and just keeping the game, keeping the team tight together. Make sure they're gelling in and making it a, a winning a winning foundation. And that's, that's what's important. That's what we got to see from Sean. And, you know, to change this thing around, you know, they're making it to the playoffs, so you can't really say change it around. But we got to see progress now, not just satisfied, we're going to the playoffs, right? Now, Tyreek Hill, I said it, I'm with him. Now everybody recognized, so everybody on the bandwagon. 2,000 yards, yes, he's on pace, and he is a beast out there. Like I said before, speed kills. Speed kills all day long. Yes, he's the best wide receiver in the game. I don't care about your routes. Or anybody say somebody's a great route runner. You can be the the 30th worst route runner. You got that speed like that, you're going to be the best. If you could catch, because somebody's going to be able to cut you. When you cut, break. When you run, go fast. Nobody be able to run with you. That's as simple as that. How hard is that for them to understand? I know everybody like to take their narrative or create their narrative to make it seem like they know what they're talking about or they're, uh, they were good because they was route runners and stuff like that. I'm a cornerback. I guard you, so I know. The difference. Your route is nothing compared to that speed. I want the route over the speed all day. Come run your little pretty route on me all day. But when that speed come up there, yes, you think twice. You got a lot to think about because he could get behind you like that. And that's scary for a defensive back. You know what I mean? So, you know, Tyreek Hill. You know, one one thing I want to know from Tyreek Hill. If you hear me, Tyreek, answer this for me. Answer this. What do you like better? You like running past the DB, a straight goat route? And running right past the defender, is that more fun than you? Or you like when they throw you a five-yard hitch and you catch and you're making a miss and then you take it to the highs and you outrun everybody? What uh, entertains you more, Tyreek? I'm wondering because, you know, you have you have the ability to do all those things. And, you know, as we watch film, it, it happens. So you're just running past people at, at will. And um, I wonder what entertains you more. What do you like more? You like just straight go route or you want to catch that ball and shake, shake, shake like a video game and control you and, and get out of there. Well, what excites you more? Get back at me, man. Oh, Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys. I know Cowboy Nation is excited and all the rumor and hype is gone. Super Bowl this, Super Bowl that. They laid a goose egg on them uh, 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 against the Giants. They shut them out. I got to give my boys a shout out, man. Shout out to Stefan and and Trayvon, you know what I mean? I'm rooting for them boys. They finally they got one. They got on the map. They got on the board. First game of the season, interception. I'm predicting 15 by them young men going out there doing their thing. So they they got one on the map. Stefan out there locking up. They having fun. It looked like they've been family members their whole life, and now they come together, and, and it's a reunion. That's the, 
that's the feeling they got together out there. And that's what it looks like. They're gelling together in the reunion. They're happy to be and play with each other. They look up to each other. They respect each other. And they learn from each other. So, you know, those guys, that duo out there, Stephon Gilmore and Trayvon Diggs, that duo, man, it's going to be it's gonna be exciting to watch. Like I said, I'm predicting 15 out of them. So watch closely because, you know, that, 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 that front four, they bring a lot of pressure. And they just got an overall good defense. But don't get too excited, man, because, you know, it is still the Dallas Cowboys. This happens all the time. It happens every year. But I'm excited about that defense. I ain't got too much to say about the Cowboys until next game. All right? Next game, we're going to talk about the Cowboys because they did their thing. But Daniel Jones, Daniel Jones, what in the mercy is going on with Daniel Jones? You fooled me. Daniel Jones, I'm not going to lie. You fooled me. Maybe it was day ball and putting you in position last year. Now everything is catching up. But I was fooled. I thought you were the man. I thought Dayball gave you the great coaching like he's known to do and I've seen him do before and and get you into a, a, a position where you are to make plays and and establish your career as a good quarterback. But, uh, you know, to, last night was a little disappointing, a lot of disappointing. It, it didn't look like you fit. You belong in the NFL last night, right? It didn't look like he belonged in the league to be a quarterback for an NFL team, let alone a demanding NFL team with a big market, you know, New York, New York Giants. But, uh, man, hopefully he can get it together and come back to his form of, you know, how he left last year. But as of now, it, it looks like he just don't belong in the NFL playing quarterback. And, you know, I, I was fooled. They missed 15 for 28, 104 yards, two interceptions. I, yes, it was a lot of pressure. Yes, the front four was after you, but that what is the quarterback job? The quarterback job is to make the plays, get rid of the ball when it when it needs to be done. That's that's the, as simple as that. That's the name of the game. So you know we're gonna revisit this. We're gonna see see how they pan out for Daniel Jones and Coach Dayball. I'm rooting for Dayball, but those Giants that that looked it that looked it pretty sucky. Well, what do you think about? The Dolphins' chances of being a Super Bowl player. I didn't, you know, and the other thing, let me give Tua some love, too, because I'm not the biggest Tua fan, but he has proven the critics wrong, and he got a lot of weapons. The weapons is helping him out, you know what I mean? Do you think they're going to be able to make it a Super Bowl? The path looks a little more easier than before, being that Aaron Rodgers went down, Buffalo Bills don't look so good, and now you got the Patriots. The Patriots are always the Patriots. Does the path look good for the Miami Dolphins to make it to the Super Bowl? What do you think? Are they a Super Bowl team now? Will they progress and make it to the Super Bowl? Say what needs to be said, Mr. Pick 6. I'm out.
pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.